Hi everyone, this is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm so thankful that you're listening with me here today. I am actually recording this from my car. I am on my way home. Joseph and I have been in Mississippi this weekend. Joseph preached a revival at a church down in Philadelphia, Mississippi, and um, we're on the road on our way back, but... I don't think Joseph's going to be joining me on the podcast today, so he's he's my driver. Um, and so this is releasing on a Monday, and this is normally when we would do our, my, I would release my Sunday recap episode, but instead we're doing a little bit, I guess we could call it the revival recap. I don't know that I'm going to be recapping so much as just like sharing my thoughts. Um, I didn't do a Sunday recap last week because we had been in revival. We had been in revival Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday morning at our home church. And so, I'll be honest, I was just exhausted. uh, And we had some other things going on last Sunday, so I didn't get to record a Sunday recap. And then we were in revival again um, this weekend, Joseph preaching at this revival, like I said. So, I kind of have, over the past 10-ish days... Um, six services, six revival services worth of just thoughts and notes, and there's no way I could go over all of them but um, and recap all of those services, but I do kind of want to share my big takeaways. Um, so that's what I'm doing today, and um, I'm glad you're listening. If you didn't hear last week's episode on last Thursday, I released an episode about um, just the power of having someone to walk alongside you on your reading when you're reading the Bible. I think the name of the episode was like Reading Buddies. And um, I don't, at this point in time, I don't have an episode scheduled to release on Thursday. So this might be it for this week. I'll just be honest with you. It's May. It's the end of the school year. I have 13 days left of school, and it's just, it's absolutely crazy. Our schedules are crazy. We've got a lot going on, but um, we just found a little space in our schedule, literally a little space in the road on our way home from Revival, and so I thought I would record this and share with you what the Lord's been dealing with me about, and um, yeah, so let's dig right in. Um First, I want to say, uh, and if you've been listening to the podcast for very long, you you probably know this, that um, there were a few reasons I started this podcast. First and foremost, I wanted to give my listeners the tools that they need to become Bible readers themselves. I think um, it's super important to to go to church and listen to the preaching and to, uh, go, you know, be in small groups and go to Wednesday night Bible study and all of these things. But we've got to know how to read the Word of God for ourselves, and for now, I, I think I almost maxed out on my my things I can share with you on that. I do have a few ideas and a couple of guests, even that I want to bring on, um, but that's going to have to wait till school's out. Um, but secondly, I wanted to inspire or motivate my listeners to to read their Bibles. And I can do that all day long. I keep coming back to it over and over again, just trying to encourage someone 
trying to motivate someone to actually pick up your Bible and read it. And uh, I bring this up all the time. I, I really do believe that you need to be disciplined in your Bible reading. It needs to be a regular habit, a regular practice. But um, I also, and I believe that because, you know, you're not always going to feel motivated. You're not always going to feel inspired to read, so you need to be disciplined. But I know that sometimes we are. We just come to that spot where we say, I just really need some encouragement. I need some motivation. And so I hope that you can come back to this podcast and um, I can encourage you. And I can be your hype girl, if you will, to say you can do it. You can pick up your Bible and, and you can read it. And there's a reason that I have for saying all of this. And it's that um, we've been in revival and we've been in revival at our home church and we've been in revival at a friend of ours church. And um, revival really has become this thing in the church today. And this is what the Lord has been dealing with me about that revival has really um, become this thing. And I can only speak to my experience, right? So I was raised in the Pentecostal church and um, this is what to me maybe up until just recently for me this is what revival would be is that you know once or twice a year you get an evangelist you get someone who's like a real fiery preacher who's going to come in get everybody hyped um you're going to invite people and you want like all your friends from other churches to come and you want you invite all your um people who don't know the lord your co-workers and whoever you're just going to invite everybody hey we're having revival and you're hoping that something amazing is going to happen you hope that you know there's going to be a miracles. There's going to be signs and wonders or someone's going to get baptized or a hundred people are going to get baptized. You know, we go into revival with just really great expectations for something just crazy, outstanding, supernatural, supernatural to happen. And I think that's fine. I think like there's a space for that for sure. But um, just the older I get and the more I dig into scripture, and the more I focus on this idea of what it is that the Lord wants his church to look like. I've shared that with you guys before that that's been something that I've been on the hunt. I've been on the search for is God, what do you want your church to actually look like? Um, revival is part of that, but it's not like what we've come to know it as. And so I just kind of want to share that with you guys. And, um, Let's see, I've got some scriptures that I want to read, and they're from the Psalms, uh, because, you know, there are some words that we use in church, like, um, um, I don't even want to say them, because they're going to, they're going to hurt somebody's feelings. There are some words that we say in church that aren't in the Bible. They're not wrong. I'll say one. One is the rapture. We talk about the rapture all the time. The Bible never says the word rapture. Um, It says that we will be called up to meet him. And we have, we've named that the rapture. But the Bible never says rapture. Um, another one is Trinity. The Bible never uses the word Trinity. And that's a podcast for another day. But um, the, the Bible does use the word revive. There's a very, um, and it's in the book of Psalms. And that's what I want to read um, very quickly for you. There's several scriptures. And I'm going to encourage you to go and read this whole chapter because, oh, it is so good. Um, It's Psalms chapter 69, and it's a Psalm of David. 
And so let me just read this this first verse and let's think about David where he's at when he writes this. Psalm 69 verse 1 says, Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with my crying out. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. More in number than the hairs of my head are those who hate me without cause. Mighty are those who would destroy me, those who attack me with lies. What I did not steal, must I now restore? O God, you know my folly. The wrongs I have done are not hidden from you. I want to stop there. That's just verses 1 through 5. And so if we look here at what David's going through, what he describes to us, um, he's he is in just um, the pits of despair. He is um, he's really down, downtrodden, depressed. You might say he's um, down in the dumps. He's just not. He's not. He's in a valley. Um, but more than that, this last scripture just arrested my attention. He says, "Oh God, you know my folly. The wrongs I have done are not hidden from you." So what we also see about David here is that he he has sinned. He's done wrong and he knows it and he's confessing this to the Lord. So David's just not in a good spot. But if we skip down and he keeps on going, like he keeps on describing just what a hard time he's been going through. If we skip down to verse 13, it says, But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord. At an acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love, answer me in your saving faithfulness. Deliver me from sinking in the mire. Let me be delivered from my enemies and from the deep waters. Let not the flood sweep over me or the deep swallow me up or the pit close its mouth over me. Um, let's see, that was verses 13 through 15. But And I want to skip down a little more because he keeps going kind of in that pattern. And I want to read verse 30. It says, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox or a bull with horns and hoofs. When the humble see it, they will be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts... Revive, For the Lord hears the needy and does not despise his own people who are prisoners. And that's, that's the scripture that I read. And that's where I just, I, this thought came from along with some of the messages that, one of the messages especially that Joseph preached this weekend. And I'm going to share that here in a second. But that is revival. We see it in this scripture. And David didn't have to go to church for it. And David didn't have to be preached to for it. And David didn't have to, um, I don't know, be slain in the spirit for it. He didn't have to go buck wild and dance and anything. But he was revived because he prayed this prayer. Um, He was in a deep, dark place. And he prays this prayer. And he says, Lord, I know you will do it. I know you will revive me. And he does one more thing. He praises he praises God with a song. And so I want to talk about what revival can really look like for us um, in the church today, how we make this um, applicable to our lives today. And um, I want to use this song. So, okay, let's recap one of the messages um, from this weekend. And actually, this is a message that Joseph has, he's preached it at our church 
Um, so I guess I don't want to say he recycled it for this because for this revival, it's definitely a message that like the Lord has given him for the church in general, not just for our congregation. But, um, so it's, I think I've actually even talked about it on this podcast before how we're doing this. Joseph's been preaching the series at home of the I wills. Um, he preached, uh, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And then, uh, where the leper preached and not the leper didn't preach where the leper, um, asked the Lord to heal him. And the Lord said, I will. And he stretched out his hand and he healed him. So he preached that again, at this revival, um, but the word of the Lord is living and active, right? So I have already, I heard this message at our church a few weeks ago, hearing it again this weekend, I heard something totally different in the Lord, like just impressed something on me different than the first time I heard it. And so one of the things he, he does in this message is that he paints this picture of what life would be like to be a leper. And so if, if you listen to the Sunday recap where I went over this message, stick with me because I might repeat some of the same things, but, um, there's something that ties into revival, this thought of, of why revival is important and what revival looks like for us. So one of the problems with leprosy is that you lose feeling in your, um, extremities, your appendages, like you might lose feeling in your fingers or your toes or, you know, and as it gets worse, you could lose feeling in your, your hands, your feet, your arms, your legs. Um, and so the feeling is numb, numbness. That's um, one of the problems with leprosy. Another problem with leprosy in biblical days is that if they, if a person had leprosy, they had to separate themselves from all other people. Um, they had to go live on the outside of the city. And if anyone even came near them, they had to, you know, um, say unclean, unclean so that people wouldn't come near them because they were extremely contagious. And so we have two problems presented here. One is that numb feeling, physical feeling. And then the other is isolation. And as Joseph was preaching about this, um, it just, it made me think about, um, this place that a lot of us get in our lives where we start to feel numb or where we feel isolated. And if you could spiritualize that, um, we've probably all been in a place where we're going to church or we're doing, we're going through the motions. We're doing the things that we're supposed to do, but we might would say, I don't feel anything. And that's a really dangerous place to be in. Uh, maybe you go to church and you look around and everyone else around you is worshiping and um, maybe they're crying or maybe, you know, whatever. And so things that used to would just give you goosebumps or, you know, um, give you that warm and fuzzy feeling. You just don't feel anything anymore. That would be that numb feeling. Um, we also have probably all been in a place before where we feel isolated. We start to feel like we're all alone. Maybe we're going through a tough situation or maybe we're just, um, we're just, there's a time in our life where we feel utterly alone. We feel isolated. These are, were two of the, um, symptoms, if you will, or I guess it's not really a symptom. It's a, um, No, what is the word? Uh, side effect, kind of. It would be a side effect 
of leprosy is this the numbness and the isolation but with that can happen to us spiritually too that we can start to feel numb and we can start to be isolated or not even start we can be numb we can be isolated and so what is the answer for that and I really just feel this um, this is why I wanted to record this today because I really just feel like there's someone who's listening to this podcast who's feeling like it's been dry. I'm not motivated. I can't pull myself out of this funk. I don't feel anything. I'm numb. Um, Even I feel lonely. I feel like no one understands what I'm going through. I'm isolated. What is the answer for that? And for the leper in the Bible in the book of, what was this in Mark? In the book of Luke chapter 5? In the book of Luke chapter 5, this um, leper, what was the answer for it? it? It was his desperation. We see in this story, when Jesus comes by, he doesn't yell out, unclean, unclean. He yells out to get the Lord's attention. He says, have mercy on me. Um, if you will, heal me. And so it was this desperation. And so what I want, how I want to tie that all in together is that if we're if you're feeling numb if you're feeling isolated the remedy or the cure is to have a desperation for revival is to get desperate and that might mean being a rule breaker that might mean I'm going to do something that I've never done before that might mean I'm going to get outside of my comfort zone um or it might mean like David what David did in that psalm earlier he was in the pits of despair and what he did he prayed and he praised God and he said he knew that the Lord would revive him um so if you're feeling numb if you're feeling isolated Jesus's response to the leper is the same response that he will have if you can get desperate enough to cry out for him. Jesus reached out and he touched the leper. He loved him. He wanted to show him that he was not alone. And the Lord will do the same for you if you can get to that point of desperation where you're praying and you're you're reaching out. And so that's what I wanted to say. That was the main thing I wanted to say today is that you don't have to, your church doesn't have to hold a week-long revival. Your church doesn't have to have three nights with a special speaker for you to have revival. If you're listening to this right now and you're feeling like, I've been numb, I feel lonely, there is a cure, there is a remedy, and it's Jesus. It's getting desperate for Him. And what does that look like? It looks like praying. It looks like praising. Um, It also might look like reaching out to touch someone, to, to connect with someone, go into church. Um, maybe you need to ask someone to pray for you. Maybe you need to say, Hey, will you join me for a home Bible study? Um, desperate people do desperate things, right? And, um, so you can have revival without a special service. You can have personal revival in your life. That's why I wanted to read those scriptures about David. It's it's a he is a great example. Now, let's flip this around because there's another message that Joseph preached this weekend um, about the prodigal son. So Joseph used these same scriptures, but it was it was a totally different message that he preached about the prodigal son. But um, 
one of the points that he made in this, and I'm still talking about revival, one of the points he made in this message was that um, in some Bibles, in some texts, it will call this parable the parable of the lost son. And we always want to say that the prodigal son was the son who was lost. But truly, at the end of the um, at the end of the parable, there was only, there was a son who was lost. At the end of the parable, there was a son who was lost, and it was not the prodigal son; it was the elder brother. Because when the prodigal son came home and the father threw a party and he put the robe on the prodigal son and he gave him the ring, the um, the elder son left the house and he was on the outside while everyone else was on the inside partying. He was the one who was lost. And um, so let's be careful when we talk about revival that we don't miss it. Because we're so focused on what we need and what we deserve or what other people don't deserve. That was the elder brother's problem. He was looking at what his younger brother who left saying he didn't deserve all of this um, because he had left while the elder brother had stayed. And because of that, the older brother missed revival. He missed the celebration. So um, revival is personal. Revival is personal because even if your church has revival services, that doesn't mean you're being revived. You have to choose revival for yourself. Every part, so in that case, revival is personal because everybody has to choose revival. Revival is for the church. But it's not just because your church is having, your congregation is having revival doesn't mean you're going to get revived. You have to choose. Actually, someone else could be getting revived while you're losing yours. If you're being judgmental. That's Joseph. You said you weren't going to be on the podcast today. You're just providing the sound effects. I don't know if you guys can hear him over there because the road is kind of loud too. So we'll see how that goes. But, um... Yeah, so let's just walk away from this episode today and let's let's examine ourselves. That's what I try to always do after I do my Bible reading or whatever. So I'm going to do it after this podcast. I'm just going to reflect on myself and say, am I in need of revival? Am I in revival? Or am I at risk of walking away from revival because of a judgmental spirit or because of um, selfishness that, or pride that has risen up, which in that case would put you right back at square one in need of revival, right? So, um, where are you? Where are you on the on the revival spectrum? Let's see. I'm looking through my notes. There's some other good things, but I'm just going to stop it right here because I think that that hits home for me. And that's, that's what I want to share with you guys today. And so you guys reflect on that. Where are you on the revival spectrum? Um, and know that um, you've got somebody. It's me. You've got somebody cheering for you, rooting you on. I want to see you in revival. And I want to just always be encouraging for for you and someone who's here to, to motivate you that you can do it. You can be in revival. That's what the Lord wants for you. Um, he is that father 
of the prodigal son. He's standing there with a ring and a robe waiting for you to come running, to come running home. So um, thank you guys for listening. I'm sorry about the sound quality on this that I'm recording from the road. Hopefully it's not too bad. So thank you for listening. And um, I'm just probably going to go ahead and say that there's not going to be an episode on Thursday because it's May. But um, I'll see you here next time. Bye. Hey, it's me again. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Also, would you consider leaving a review or rating it? I would really appreciate it. It helps the podcast get into the hands, the ears of other people who need to hear about the Word of God. And if you've listened before, you know how I like to end every podcast. You are a Bible reader. You can understand the Word of God, and you will be changed by what you read. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.